Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I've been waiting for this all week with the Syracuse crew neck today. This is his peak season. It is the Plaid Prince, the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. Hashtag beer gang. Peter G. Sweeney. How you doing, my man? Man, it, it is good to be here, and you're right about the season. I mean, it's not too hot, not too cold. It's that perfect weather right now. Did you see my weather report? Uh, you were on Fox 4, correct? Yeah, I just want to know if you saw my weather report. I thought it was good. Okay, thank you. Lifelong dream fulfilled. I mean, you got to love that. What was good about it? He went, it's cold in Chillicothe, it's cold in Alathia, it's cold in Lee Summit. He didn't do anything. You got to understand something, Sports Machine. I I support my friend's dreams. That's what, Pete, thank you, man. I I wish I had that kind of support here at the radio station. I got to get it from outside the building. To get so that Cameron kind of report. Cold in Chillicothe is cold, and Carrollton is cold, and is cold, and Olathe is cold too. I'm going to assume it's windy and it's fall. That's the voice of an entertainer. That, right that, that's Pete. That's what I like to hear. I mean, he's better at that than he is sports talk, but that doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> it's a low bar. That's what I like to hear. So, Pete, you've been making some television rounds here. You're a staple on Sunday on. Sound Off on, uh, on Action 41 News. You went on there and clearly under the. Red glasses, drinking the Chiefs wine. <laughs> you said the Chiefs are going to have a top 10 defense in the NFL. The Chiefs coming into this game against the Vikings giving up 22.6 points. Top, top 10, the 10th, was 19.6, so that's three points. So is Kendall Fuller, Frank Clark, healthy Alex Okafor, all these guys when they're in a groove, is that worth three points? I tend to think so, especially when you consider some of the rookie contributors on this team, like a, like a Juan Thornhill, like a Colin Saunders, like a Rashad Fenton who continue to get better. They're only going to get better as the year goes along, and then once you get all these guys back healthy, Clark especially. Especially if he can come back fully healthy and ready to go, mm. I think top ten is feasible. I'll go and I'll go. Go ahead and say eighth or ninth, somewhere Ooh. between fifth and tenth. Okay. Before I read you the names, are you are we talking about yards allowed or points per game? I just want to know. We were going points. Okay, on points that, per game on that point. Yeah. Let me look to see who the ten best defenses are in the NFL: New England, mm. San Francisco, Buffalo, Minnesota, Dallas, Chicago. Tennessee, Los Angeles, Denver. Okay, yeah. New Orleans. Those are all the teams For that what allow it's less worth, than 21 If you really listen to the point there, it's between 8th and 10th. That I, I was okay, real specific. Uh, I, I find that if this team can get healthy, and don't, don't get me wrong, on Sunday, this was after drunk off the Matt Moore uh, Definitely. wild win. Um, but still, I, I find if, if it's completely healthy and Frank Clark can come back from this mysterious neck injury and perform like we thought he would. That was the question. Are you know? Are they healthy? Are they truly healthy? Then I think, yeah, I think they could be a top 10. I'm not saying top 5, but I think up there. Pete said mysterious, not me. I didn't say mysterious. He said mysterious. Do you think it's mysterious? Because Sean thinks that it's mysterious. It's I know he's saying funny that. Something Sean going on. thinks that it's some funny business going what, on with his neck. I think what is odd about the whole situation is 
they, the, the Chiefs and Andy Reid, they admitted that Frank finished the game against Denver and was fine. Then the neck injury pops up and he misses, you know, the two games. Where did it come from? I mean, he was better than fine that game. That was really the only game this season. I thought he was really good. Right. Where and and you were looking at the next game and say, okay, they're going to have ten days off. Maybe yeah, here we go. Build on this, and yeah, it's just it's a little odd because usually what you'll see is over the course of time they appear in an injury report. Ian Rappaport said he's been dealing with this for some time. We didn't see him on the injury report at all. Where did it come from? And they never really explained it. So, yeah, to me, I'll agree with the machine. It's a little mysterious. Do you believe that he's been dealing with it the whole time? Because yes. he lacked explosiveness to me. I don't know if it was a neck. I, 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 I have to think, seeing him in training camp, I came here, guys. I mean, I remember if you know you want to dig up tape of me, you dig up the tape of me saying Frank Clark is going to be incredible. You got to get up to training camp to see Frank Clark. You were drinking all the St. Joe juice when it came to Frank Clark. That's I mean, you you were, you were making. Got to be it. careful with the St. Joe juice because <laughs> it'll get to you. Right? <laughs> uh, no, but I, it, it's true. He just looked insane. He was wrecking Eric Fisher every day, and and again, I you know I know I know Eric Fisher isn't in the upper upper echelon of the National Football League, but we're seeing right now just how important he is. And I just said, man, I can't wait to see this guy in the regular season. It just hasn't been as good as he was in St. Joe. So I tend to think there was something going on. And it was hard to, for me to believe that because we never saw him on an injury report. Then when you see the neck injury and it cost him two games and Ian Rappaport tweets something like, this is something he's been dealing with, then I start to think, oh, maybe... Maybe I was right about that. In the studio with Pete Sweeney. Pete, uh, the three of us, at least in this room, are under the impression that Pat is more likely than not to play. It seems like that's what all the indicators are pointing toward. Do you agree he's probably going to be on the field versus Tennessee? I'm at about an 85 to 90% on Pat playing this week. I think there is a slight, slight, slight possibility if something goes wrong this week that you won't see him. But, again, you got to look at all the signs. And I just mentioned Rappaport. I'll mention him again. He, you know, this, this became the target date over the last few reports from that level. And Rappaport obviously is well-connected among the NFL, well-connected in the Chiefs front office, is obviously coming out of the Kansas City camp. And so I think you ultimately see him playing the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. And, yeah, uh, Matt Moore, I was out there today. He was taking the first snaps, but they're probably splitting, if not Mahomes taking a few more. I'm sure Moore is working just in case. But i got to think this is the day in Nashville that Patrick Mahomes returns. Wouldn't you say, though, Pete, it would also make sense if they wanted to that they could adjust the timetable? Because I hear what you were saying. Yeah. They announced the whole time the, 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 the target date was the Tennessee game. They also didn't know Matt Moore was going to be this good. Right. And, I, you know, it's that's a dicey take to make only because once you start talking about that and, and you say, okay, now we're going to hold Patrick Mahomes because we know is Matt Moore good. Are you really looking out for the health of the and benefit of the player or do you just care about winning football games? I, I, I rely on the doctors. I don't know if anyone truly knows what's going on with the knee uh, except the doctors. And if, and if it's not going to be better than this 10 to 15% chance that he could, you know, re-dislocate the knee the rest of the year, they're not going to hold him the rest of the year. If it's not going to improve any more, then I think he, at some point you just have to let him go. And, and I think that's where the Chiefs are at. And, and there could be a situation where he has post-season surgery, which would be the equivalent of like a cleanup where you can get it back to 100%. But my understanding, talking to our in-house injury expert, is it's, it's hard to think that this will be 100% without some kind of re reconstructive thing, and that can only occur after the season. So you got to put him back in eventually. He's, he's going to be playing hurt a little bit. And, I mean, all their energy and actions would suggest that they believed this was the target date. Just, you go to practice every week. Yeah. How many times do you see guys practice for two consecutive weeks and then not play in the game? 
the way that Mahomes has been practicing with the team if they're injured. Like, I think that maybe from the beginning right. they said that we think it's a three-week injury. Now, we'll see where you're at. And I saw Andy today said, well, maybe he could do X, Y, and Z. The way he's been acting, he was certainly more moving around on the sideline for this game than he was for the last game. Uh, you saw the video. Maybe you guys were the one that posted it. He was yeah. at some charity event. He was dancing around and stuff. Sure. Like, everything would suggest that Mahomes feels comfortable enough to play, and if it's his choice, he's going to be back out there. So, basically, in my mind, if he doesn't play – um, um, then it will be the Chiefs saying kind of what Sean is saying. Hey, we're happy with what, with where Matt Moore is. We'll right. let you sit for a couple extra weeks. We're not willing to push it yet. But Mahomes appears to be physically ready to play and mentally ready to play. Right, and the one dicey part about that, too, is football is different than practice. And you hear guys talk about football shape all the time. There'll be moves and angles that Mahomes moves when it's the regular season football game that it's just impossible to replicate in practice because you you just aren't evading pressure, you aren't doing certain things. And so there's that concern, but I got to imagine the Chiefs are going to be smart about this. Like not only are we all looking at it in Kansas City, the entire country who is obsessed with football, I think we saw with the comparisons between football and the World Series is looking at this, and if the Chiefs mess this up, it is going to be a colossal, colossal disaster and failure. And I just, I don't think that they would let him play if they didn't feel, okay, this is in his best interest, this is the best time to do it. Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. If you have a question, we'll go rapid fire with Pete Sweeney coming up in about five minutes. Text line 69306. Go ahead and get to the front of the line with your question. What do you make of the Eric Fisher injury? It seems very odd to me because the initial yeah. report was four to six weeks. Right. I don't think he's coming back before the bye week, so it's longer than they had anticipated. What's your read on it? Well, Andy Reid today was asked about the Eric Fisher injury, and he was pretty straight up and said he tried to go again, which was that lone practice. I think it was last week or the week before. I'm a little bit uh, shaky on it right now, but it was either last week or the week before. He tried to come back from the groin surgery, and it was bothering him. And so... He didn't want a situation, I'm assuming, like last time when he injured it, did not feel good. He ended up trying to play in the game, I think played two or three snaps and then had to leave the game and had to have surgery again. So I think they're being extra careful. They're listening to the player, and eventually, hopefully, uh, he'll get back in the mix. But him not practicing today leads me to believe he won't be practicing all week, which leads me to believe you might be right because there's one more game after this one. It might just be let's rest him for the next three weeks and try this again a month from when it bothered him the last time. Speaking of only playing two or three snaps, LaShawn McCoy, what the hell is going on? Does this team have a feature running back? Does Andy know how he wants to use these backs? Is it yeah. Damian? Is it Darwin? Like, what the hell is going on? That was on my mind this week, and, and this was the Monday press conference, and I, I asked him, is this a running back by committee type deal? And he more or less said, we're going to ride the hot hand. I, I think LaShawn McCoy, when he did fumble the football, he got in a little bit of the doghouse, and it seemed like he might have, in the early part of this game, maybe rolled up his ankle a little bit, where he maybe had needed a couple plays off, and then all of a sudden you put Damian Williams in the game, and for the first time in a really long time, he looked like the Damian Williams down the stretch of last 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 year. And then once he runs for a 91-yard touchdown, you ain't taking him out. At that point, you're leaving him in the football game. And I think that's what the Chiefs are going to do. Like Maybe you have a series with one running back not performing, not as, not having as much burst to try the next guy, and I think that extends to even uh, Daryl Williams. Darwin Thompson seems to be the only guy out of the mix right now, which continues to be a little bit surprising, but I think the Chiefs just like their veterans a little bit better. I mean, what about is... stopping the run, though? They really shut down. I mean, I didn't think they'd have any chance of shutting down Dalvin Cook, and they were Shocking. great. 
shocking, shocking performance, and you got to hand it to Steve Spagnolo and the Chiefs for sticking with it. These last three games, you're starting, I think, to see the identity of the Chiefs, which is this aggressive defense that hopefully can handle the run. And, and you know, back to my my hot take, I, I guess, on, on Sunday sound off. I feel like as they get these pieces back, it'll only get better and better. Maybe this is going to be one of those years for the Chiefs that was similar to New England. Like, New England hasn't always had the bell cow, clear, number one, defined running back and still went to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's going to have to be how the Chiefs do it. I don't think they can run the ball without Eric Fisher. Not effectively, not efficiently, and not consistently in the playoffs. If this is going to be a team where you think that one guy can get 18 carries for 110 yards in a playoff game, you are only doing that with a healthy Eric Fisher. Yeah, injuries suck, but sometimes what they show you is just how valuable people are. I don't think we gave Eric Fisher nearly enough credit oh, for, no. for how good of a left tackle he is. Again, I, I don't think he's an elite left tackle, but he certainly is above average in the National Football League, and it's hard to come by. I don't know if there are 32 left tackles in the National Football League, so I tend to agree with you. I think to run the football, they're going to need him back in the mix, Cam Irving maybe isn't the guy. There are certain things that you could do to get the run game going, and I think until they can, they're just going to ride the hot hand. And even with Matt Moore in the lineup, it doesn't seem like Andy Reid is over-interested in, in running the football X amount of times per game as we maybe would have predicted. No matter who the quarterback is, I think we even saw with Alex Smith back in the Alex Smith days. He wants to throw the ball, and kudos to Matt Moore for throwing the ball downfield and finding a connection with Tyree Kill when he hadn't worked with him all year. Very, very impressive to beat the Minnesota Vikings, especially with all the weapons that they have. I I, I continue to just think about that. I, I don't know how with the Vikings coming in with the top five offense, I think they were number three, that Matt Moore was able to basically outduel Kirk Cousins. And, and again, I, I know that's not an elite quarterback in, in some people's eyes, but just to beat that team, it, very, very impressive for Matt Moore to do in just his second start. Has Andy got enough credit for the fact that this team is 6-3, and three, played with a backup quarterback, no left tackle, number one wide receiver's been injured frank clark's been out chris jones like i don't know pete how many coaches could have their team at six and three yeah i think he's going to be right in the coach of the year mix for everything that he that he's gone through he he has the nfl mvp now and and we were always questioning is it reed is it mahomes i think it's the perfect marriage but you just see how important reed is for for him to win that game with matt moore and a banged up chiefs team that's gritty and and you know what it buys mahomes time like you were saying it gives the chiefs a couple options coming up in just a few we will get into rapid fire with pete sweeney so go ahead and text your questions and we'll do that here momentarily i've got one more thing i want to ask you about we were talking about frank clark and his impact on the defense have you noticed that they haven't had kendall fuller like, if I told you at the beginning of the season that they were going to miss Kendall Fuller for two of the more difficult opponents on their team and they were going to still be right. B-plus or A from the secondary, you probably would have called me crazy. Man, that's what's happened so far yeah. with this team. Have you noticed they haven't had Kendall Fuller? No, and that's, that's what's been incredible. And I, I know you like to play these games on the show and we'll sometimes have, okay, the top, top five most important Chiefs that aren't Patrick Mahomes. And last year... I would say, oh, it's Kendall Fuller, because you lose Kendall Fuller. What kind of cornerback depth that you have? But yeah, these guys have done a good job, um, you know, holding down the fort without Fuller. Fuller, I expect Fuller to be back in the mix this week, though. He's had a couple games now without the protective um, uh, brace. He's been working with it. It seems like the injury was a little bit. I think ten more tender than it was last year because last year he only ended up missing a game. I think he's on three now, but I think you see him back this week with with again a protective club of some sort. Uh, but how he fix fits in that mix, I don't know if you necessarily give him everything back if the, if things are working for you. You, you kind of I think ease him back in and see how he does. Yeah, I think you definitely have to do that. I'm just thinking about it because 
the only corner that is under contract after this season is Charvarius Ward. I don't know if you're breaking the bank to keep Kendall Fuller. I know he's going to be on free agency, but you're not going to offer him the franchise tag. I assume right. that's designated for uh, Chris Jones. for Chris Jones. I I don't know what they're going to do with Kendall Fuller, to be completely honest. I know Veach likes him because he traded it for him, but I don't think it's 100% he's on this team next year. You could make a case that that is a guy who could be in line for a third-round compensatory pick if, if he signs elsewhere because of just what he has done. Uh, in the past and or even a fourth rounder and, and yeah I could see the Chiefs evaluating and saying would we rather have a third or fourth rounder than bringing Kendall Fuller back when we managed this X amount of games this chunk of games without him Pete after watching the Patriots lose to the Ravens this weekend do you think the one seed is back in play I do only because the New England Patriots are on the Chiefs schedule I feel like if they didn't play later on in the year and couldn't get one back easily like that by just winning on a Sunday evening then it would be still out of reach but the fact that 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 now the Patriots lost they're playing a little bit of a tougher schedule now they got a tough stretch it doesn't seem like they're just going to run through it like we might have thought uh, the defense looked like it could be vulnerable against certain uh, types of offenses, yeah, I, I think there's a way the Chiefs get back into this. If you want the one seed, though, you, your room for error is real small. You pretty much have to run the table here and then win a Week 14 against the New England Patriots. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we will get into the Hot Take Olympics as we have a new challenger that enters the ring. But before we do that, <laughs> let's go rapid fire with Pete Sweeney. Oh, it's party time. Text line 69306. If you got a question for Pete Sweeney, we'll ask it to him. What's your favorite Taco Bell item? I'm serious. That's that's the top question. What is the um? What is like the octagon shape thing? The the Crunchwrap Supreme. The crum, Crunchwrap Supreme, and I like the crunchy tacos. They still have chalupas. I assume so. I love me some chalupa. Every time I come on here now for the rapid fire, it ends up being about beer and tacos and. I don't say that it's Chiefs questions. I say if you have a question for Pete Sweeney, I will ask Pete Sweeney your question. Hey man, I'll answer them. Does Andy Reid have a feasible chance to win Coach of the Year? Yeah, I, I think so. One-on-one and one with Matt Moore, especially if Moore has to play another game, and you just look at the injury list. I, I think it was coming in the last game. Uh, not everyone was out, but there were 10 starters on the injury report. 10 starters receiving treatment. A handful of them were not playing. Uh, you, you were out without Sammy Watkins. You were out without Frank Clark. You were out the MVP. You, you took a high school coach and went one-on-one one at least. Uh, two and one, if you consider him finishing off the Denver Broncos game. Yeah, he's, he's in the mix. I think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's probably going to end up winning that award. Yeah, I was trying to wonder what's the argument to give it to Andy Reid over Shanahan or Sean Payton. Yeah, I, I mean, they. I, I think, I think with Shanahan, it's just been a little bit healthier than of a team. Sometimes I think adversity leads you to believe, okay, maybe a guy can have a few losses and still get the award. What's your favorite craft beer? Favorite craft beer. Um, I, I like it. Would Boulevard Jam Band be considered in, Absolutely. in that mix? Yeah, that would count. So I'm not a big sour guy. I'm really not. But that to me is the only sour that I that I go with, and I mean I tend to enjoy it. I think you know. Shout out to Boulevard for doing that. You ever had a Grolsch? What? I think that's what they're called. PK. <laughs> what? Can Holsh? you confirm that? Or not? Did he just curse at me? I, it sounded like he did. I'm pretty sure it's called a Grolsch. Text line six nine three zero six. Am I making that up? It comes in like a real unique bottle. I'll get I've back in my I've never lane. seen these before. Apparently, they are a real thing. I, you know, I also like... I'm going to tell you, Grosh. Ba- ba- I mean, no one, Sean, it, it was hot in 97. Yeah, Grosh. They ba- came out in 1615. Told you. I knew it was a long time ago. <laughs> Ballast Point Brewery is, is, a, is good, too. If you, they, they, have, they have that locally. The lager is good.
What's your favorite movie of all time? Text line 69306. Favorite movie of all time? This is going to be funny. I, I love Big Daddy. Did you ever see the movie? I Big cried Daddy? during Big Daddy. A re- really yeah. funny. Um, you know, there's a couple movies. Like Shawshank Redemption, whenever it comes on, I will, I will always watch it all the way through. I just want to point out that the two na- the two movies you named were an Adam Sandler movie and Shawshank Redemption. Well, it wasn't like... Hey, wrong, though. Those are both You know what movies. it was? So Big Daddy, to me... Is great the, on I, very I, two different opposite I grew, ends of the I grew spectrum. up with Big Daddy, and I, I, you know, we, I recited it with my friends, and then I saw a thing today on the Twitter where I was like, what movie do you, would, you, would you stop at any time and watch all the way through? And like Shawshank Redemption came to mind, so that's why it was, it was fresh in the brain. It is always on... Shawshank and Forrest Gump are always on, deca- on, on cable television. Yeah, you gotta watch. There's a couple movies like that, like The Departed. You always watch all the way through. Do you see any future for Armani Watts? Feels like an invisible player right now, right? I mean, there, you do have to play special teams, but sort of out of the mix with how good Juan Thornhill has been, Tyrod Matthew. I, I think the Chiefs keep him around, and, and you kind of see how he develops, but uh, a lot of that development we don't get to see. They played Jordan Lucas over him this week. Right. Oof. Anytime you have to make that sound before a take, the answer is no. That's, that's the answer. The Lucas Anytime you got to go, the answer is no. What's your favorite Disney movie? I think I'm, a, I'm an Aladdin guy. Like Aladdin, Jafar, and the genie. I do love the genie. I love uh, Lady in the Tramp. I'm talking about Robin Williams' genie. Forget forget this Will Smith genie. See, you know my favorite character is, right? Yes. Don't say it. Please don't say it. Can I? Move forward. Go ahead. Rafiki. Oh, Oh, gosh. Love Rafiki. You knew it was coming. Rafiki. Oh, my ears. Uh, Someone on Twitter or someone on the text line asked if you can follow them on Twitter. They did not give me their Twitter handle, though. Do you want me to get it? Of course. It sounds like it's a young lady. Her name is, I don't want to say her name, actually. I'll do it. Yeah, of course I'll follow her. Yeah, I don't want to say her name. Um, Would you rather die being stabbed by a plastic fork or a metal spoon? So I'm just asking. It sounds like it, it sounds like the fork would be a little bit quicker, and so I guess I'd go for. I'm going to ask a Chiefs one real quick. Would you re-sign Charvarius Ward after the season? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Best quarterback on this football team. Why not? I I I saw that rep with Stefan Diggs. He seems like he's legitimately coming along. Good for Brett Veach for doing doing something right there. When uh, with Hill and Watkins healthy, who or does the third wide receiver on this team matter? With Hill and Watkins healthy, mm-hmm. um, that is the question. No, it, it, I mean it seems like Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman are a little interchangeable right now. I, I, at this point, no. Uh, Hardman, you thought had a little bit of a uh, of an, an edge right there, especially a few weeks ago. But the, this fumbling thing—he almost fumbled twice in a row. If you don't know if anyone noticed that, I know it was on special teams. But are you the one trying to get that Jet nickname to stick for Hardman? Jet Hardman. I like Blue Chew. Oh man, I, Hardman, I, I do know you Blue like. Chew, I do know Hardman. you like Blue Chew. I've heard a couple. Commercials. I just think that would sound good, but you know, what do I know? The Sex Machine. That's what they call them. a nickname. They, they don't call them that. Anymore. No, they you don't got call them that. Yeah, I got in trouble for that one. Actually. A nickname <laughs> only works if you would call someone that in a normal, regular conversation. What's up, Blue Chew? There's never be a conversation where I would call McCall Hardman Blue Chew. Not a single one. Like I would call Eldrick Woods <laughs> Tiger, or you might call Kobe the Black Mamba. No one is going around saying, number 17 for the Chiefs, blue chew. No one's doing that, bro. Nobody. Chew it and do it. No, none of your nicknames have ever stuck. There's not one. The you- Chris Jones one should have. Junk Jones. Remember what happened in the 40-yard dash, right? That one should have stuck. Leave Jed Hardman alone. It's better than Stone Cold. I'm sticking with that one. Chew. Jet Hardman. Yeah. Uh, last one here, even though he cut the music off. Who is your favorite <laughs> WWE wrestler? 
Um, I'm, I've been forever. Uh, when I was younger, Ultimate Warrior, and then Chris Jericho. I was always, I was always been a Chris Jericho. Guy. Nothing about Chris Jericho being your favorite WWE superstar is surprising. You seem like, like Bam a Bam Chris Bigelow. Jericho. Guy. And you from your hometown or something? What? Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Oh. No, I'm from I'm from Flower Park, oh. New York. Okay. That is our guy Pete Sweeney. For all your Chiefs information, there's only two places to go. One is 610 Sports Radio. The other place is Arrowhead Pride. Dot com. He's the editor-in-chief. He's the plaid prince. He's just an overall swell guy. Big thanks to BK, CDOT, and, of course, the sex machine. <laughs> Keep it locked I'm in. I'm going to get in trouble. Right He's going to get me in trouble. I, I, had, I didn't say that one single time. Spec, I'm good. I specifically said he was in trouble for that. <laughs> and, then, and then Pete out here. Pete, Pete trying to get your job. That's that ain't on me. I know what here. he's doing. Uh, keep it locked in. We have a new entry into the Hot Take Olympics. I'll explain what I mean coming up. Subscribe. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio.